0: Welcome back to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and with me today is a wonderful co host that I've had several times, and now I'm having him once again.
1: And that wonderful someone is me. James Intracasso, very excited to be back here, Neil. I got my DM towel all ready, washed it this morning, rang all the sweat out of it, and I am ready to lift some mental iron with you. Well,
0: good. I'm pumped. Let's do this. Well, we'll jump right into it because there's no tie back episode. So we're just going to be talking about DMnastics number 75, Humble Beginnings. There was a break in the normal show, so I took the opportunity to just make up some random DMnastics, and this one was getting some character prompts putting them all just in a lump pile of characters, if you will, and seeing if the DMs on the forums could take those random threads and tie them together. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because and if you don't have a session zero, or even if you do, what gets generated could be just quite the mess of characters and backstories. So kind of a quick prompt on how to try and get them all to work together. So with that, though, James, I believe you had a pick you wanted to showcase from the forums.
1: Yeah, yeah. So essentially, right, you threw out all these characters and you threw out all these amazing questions for people to answer and folks rose to the challenge very well, I think. There's a lot of good stuff there, but uh, I'm a particular fan of Blake Ryan. Shout out to Silver Dragon Patreon Blake Ryan, who is also one of my favorite people to interact with on Twitter. And, you know, so he talks about how you bring your party together and he's got for this specific party, A gnome sorcerer fled a swamp and made it to a sleepy harbor town where he meets a half-orc bard, a halfling monk, and they invite him to assist them escorting a caravan to the city of 10,000 Flags. Along the way, they get to know another caravan guard, the Dragonborn Ranger. Or the Dragonborn Ranger. Mid-journey, the caravan's attacked by a horde of goblins. Caravan leader orders the group to flee to nearby ruins. In the ruins, they meet the dwarven Cousins in the party who are a fighter And cleric and a tiefling monk and a Half-orc fighter and so you know There are all these then interconnections Within there you know there's multiple monks In this party who trained At the same monastery and then this First adventure is the way Of bringing them together right so It's like you know the first half hour Of of any great fantasy Movie or guardians of the galaxy Which is rich howards favorite film Friend of the show (laughs) Um, loves that Movie tweet him about it all the time you know it's it's a great way to bring people together through action you know
0: oh definitely and i really hope people do message rich howard about how much you love and he loves Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's what I like is, you know, I think when you're coming up with these backstories during your session zeros, or even if it's a session you're going to sit down and play through, this idea of bringing everybody together through action, you know, uh, to get even a little deeper about it, through violence, right? Makes sense because that's what these guys are going to be doing together. So, it's not like, oh man, we grew up together and then we, it's like, nah. We are forged... In the fires of goblin bandits together and that's how we all know each other and then we have these interconnecting webs that help bring us together these two people are cousins these two people trained at the same monastery and so it's like you've got the Groot and Rocket best friend relationship within the greater context of a group of heroes coming together so you know or uh to put it in terms Rich Howard would like right like Batman and Robin know each other really well but then sometimes they work with larger groups of heroes you know, but Batman and Robin have each other's backs in a special way. So I like to see those smaller connections in bigger groups. And I like the bigger group to come together through, you know, some sort of action, which is great.
0: Definitely. So for mine off the forums, I want to give a special shout out to Lexurium. And tell you, you should go check that one out because it's really, really long and really awesome. But the one I will talk about is actually from DM Rowan, where the idea to bring them all together is to essentially create like a pirate campaign or a seafaring campaign. You know, because one of the people has a treasure map tattooed on their body. So, you know, that could be the catalyst for the whole campaign. And you could almost make it like everyone's kind of been together. And then this person finally reveals like, oh, yeah, I have a treasure map tattooed on me. We should totally figure that out. And then (laughs) essentially they're talking about a campaign in a world where like it's common. So then it makes sense for everyone to just jump on board. I guess, literally just go out on an adventure. Yeah,
1: and I agree, right? Again, the same way like it makes sense to bring people together through action as opposed to, you know, sitting in a bar and a sign goes up and all of a sudden, I mean, that's fine if you need to jump into it quickly. That's a fine way to do it. But if you're playing a longer campaign, it benefits you to have some sort of story like this and to have a world where it's like, yeah, like this is this is kind of the economy, right? This is how people fuel their day to day lives. This is how they, they get their paycheck and get fed and it makes perfect sense, right? We're co-workers. We all work together fighting pirates or being pirates or, you know, avoiding pirates, whatever it is. uh, It makes sense that this is sort of the backbone of the world and the economy and you would be a big part of it, right? So I I love that too. That's great.
0: Yeah. And I want to play off and almost take your advice and generalize it a little bit more. You know, you were talking about Mm -hmm. um, with Blake Ryan's initial idea of having the goblins ambush them and essentially being forged in fire, maybe to take it and kind of generalize it a little bit more, whatever that campaign is about, make that the first thing they're doing. If it's a political intrigue campaign, make the whole party inside this super crazy party (laughs) where there's a bunch of political people and they're all moving around doing their own specialized thing that they would do eventually figuring out the rest of the party is doing the same thing or maybe they're all immediately working together to like work over the crowd and figure out the things that they want but essentially the thing that the campaign is about Mm -hmm. it should be like the first thing that you do so it sets the tone and gets everyone kind of jazzed up right
1: away. Yeah, totally. It totally does. You know, I love that even if you're maybe not going to come back to that political intrigue, it's like, you know, I want a little bit more of a prologue adventure. It's great to start with that and then come back to that because it, it gets to be that moment in the movie where it's like, oh, remember how they started with that weird thing and it was kind of like, what is that? And, uh, and then we forgot about it. Well, now it's back and it was totally way bigger than we mm-hmm. ever thought it was going to be, right? It's the moment when uh, yeah. you're like, oh, that guy who stole the idol from from Indiana Jones at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark is actually going to be the main villain for this whole movie. You know, that's kind of a fun way to bring that stuff in. I, I love that. And I love to plant those seeds early so they can grow into giant plot trees that you can knock down onto your players.
0: That was a great analogy.
1: Ah, thanks. You
0: you said plant, plant the seeds and turn them into beautiful plot trees. Like that's it. right.
1: That's how we do it over here. At DMnastics, Neil, you know, this is professional dungeon mastering, Matt Mercer style. No
0: joke. We're going to make analogies to make it sound like we know what we're talking about. (laughs) That's how we roll. So with that, though, we need muscles to cut those plot trees down. And so we're going to just jump in and start working out our minds right now.
1: Yeah, let's do
0: it. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Okay. So here's my idea. I put a lot of characters on this one, Mm -hmm. namely eight of them. Yes. I was thinking that between you and I, we could pick four of them and then work the prompt together. Yes.
1: I love that. I think that would be awesome. Why don't we pick two each and then we'll work the prompt.
0: So which one is your first pick, James?
1: All right, so my first pick is the level-headed half-orc bard from a sleepy harbor town who always needs to be the center of attention. I think this is an important pick, Neil. I'm going to tell you why, because okay. every group has that player who is more difficult to fit in <laughs> to the backstory than <laughs> the rest of them. So that is why I'm going to pick this. I'm going to give ourselves a challenge. We're going to get a new DMnastics Max today, if you will. Okay.
0: So then I'm going to go with the driven half-orc fighter from a super religious upbringing who always alliterates their anecdotes.
1: Mm, Nice. I like that.
0: What is your next pick?
1: I'm going to pick the chipper halfling monk from a poorly run orphanage who in hindsight shouldn't have had that treasure map tattooed on themselves. Uh, Yes. Love it.
0: I mean, it's fun if your players are giving you built-in story hooks right (laughs) from the get-go. Literally nothing else. It's like, oh yeah, here you go. Here's a map on my back well it does say on themselves so we're just assuming back because it is by far the easiest place to put a map especially Waterworld. on a hat. rich howard's other favorite movie water world i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure he loves water world please tweet him now i'm sure umber walker on twitter
1: <laughs> that rich howard loves water world yes yeah he is never going to talk to us after this <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> probably not. So, for the last one to kind of round out our party is an apathetic dwarf cleric from a camp of army followers who always cut to the chase.
1: Love this.
0: So, the first question I posed was, "How would you have this motley crew come together in a tavern, on the battlefield, etc." Hmm. <laughs> How would we do this one? <laughs> There's a lot
1: going on here. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. But I think one way to bring it together for me, I'm thinking we know that our monk is an orphan, right? Who was sort of taken in by the monastery and later on had the the treasure map tattooed on his back. We've got two half orcs and we've got an apathetic dwarf cleric. And so I'm wondering, what if we did this, my man? What if they're a family? What if these half orcs are half orc, half dwarf? Wow. This is their dad, who they've just found, and he took in a young ward, this halfling monk.
0: They got from the orphanage because it was so poorly ran.
1: That's right. Yeah, exactly.
0: I want the half orcs to be half brothers.
1: Sure, yeah. I like that idea that they have the same dwarf dad and two different orc moms.
0: Yep. And we'll leave it at that. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it's fun, right? They're like the Partridge family of adventuring, which can be uh, a fun time if you're into that kind of thing. Yep.
0: So are we saying that the dwarf cleric is the father?
1: I think so. I think mo- that is the Maury Povich way to say it, sir.
0: Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the DNA results are in, and you are the father. That's, That's right. why he's so apathetic. <laughs> so now we have this family. Obviously, we've kind of tied it all together on how they, the crew came together. And I would say that to start out, Mm -hmm. I would want them to be entering like a hostile town in that there's something going on in the town and they're trying to solve the problem but it's presented hostily back towards them because it's two half orcs but like they're still having to try and like root out the problem like they know the people shouldn't be this mad at them but they are so then they have to kind of figure it out right then on the fly gotcha
1: yeah i think that's a cool idea and maybe there's bound to be some hostility right amongst all of these people because of sort of the the hostility towards orcs and and that sort of thing so what what problem do you think they're there to uncover? You know, are they there to... Maybe this town has had trouble with orcs in the past, and all of a sudden you know, that can help sort of forge this unlikely band, this unlikely family to come together because of the sort of oppression they're feeling and trying to stop.
0: Mm. What if... And so this is kind of dipping into number two, but construct a big big bad evil guy that can tie the player's backstories together. What if they had heard about like their orc family being raiders of this town and now they're trying to go in and figure out what the problem is because normally they wouldn't do that and so then you could have a lot of classics that i think you could go with from there either the more warlord type that's pushing the clan to start being more aggressive towards the human colonies you could go down the warlock route and they're like twisting them with magic but essentially someone has been put at the head of this orc tribe that is now turning them more evil and more aggressive than before and so the family has to come Break up the in-laws.
1: I like that idea that they're coming to break up the in-laws, and it does segue nicely into number two, right? The big bad evil guy. What if the big bad evil guy, again, to put a spin on all of this, is... Some sort of a human, maybe like a like a powerful wizard who is using the orcs to do his bidding. That could even, you know, spur this family into seeking out vengeance because now he's given this orc clan that the two orcs are from a bad name. Mm. You know, and clearly the dwarf is invested in the (laughs) clan as well. And their adopted brother is coming along for the ride. I think that would make sense, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. so now we've got that. It is good. So three, I feel like we've done in a lot of ways. So it says, give some hooks that would involve the players into the story. I don't know that we've done anything but that. So so if there's (laughs) (laughs) any additional ideas, I mean, obviously the treasure map is essentially a treasure trove of potential.
1: Yeah. And I think we, we haven't quite tapped that yet, right? Right. Like, where did this map come from? Why did this halfling agree to get it tattooed onto his or her back? And at what point did that like like did it come before they were adopted after, you know? Yeah. Did Dwarf Uh, Dad of the Year force this upon them? (laughs) Yeah. And I
0: mean, you can go down a little bit darker path with a poorly run orphanage and why they have a tattoo on their back. Mm -hmm. can kind of go hand in hand, potentially. (laughs) Yeah, and it could be that thing where it's like hide it in one of the most unsuspecting of places. I mean, Waterworld is the example that's just a map. And then they're like, oh, it's upside down. And that was like the big reveal on on the map. I would, in a fantasy world, almost want it to be more. And almost, like I think back to Tolkien and The Hobbit. You know, and, and the map changes based on the right moonlight from the right time or something like that.
1: Yeah. Maybe it has to do with right there, a monk. So maybe it even has to do with as their magical abilities sort of change their body, you know, different things appear on the map. So maybe every time this player levels up, their skin begins to harden a little bit and it brings forth a new feature on the map. Something like Mm. that could be really cool.
0: Yeah. Or even changes as you travel.
1: Sure. Yeah. Or when, you know, when you get wet, it's different or, or that kind of thing. Right. Like gremlins
0: or fifth element. (laughs) You. <laughs> That's right. Blow wind on the back and try and set him on fire and throw dirt at
1: him. <laughs> that could get you into some amazing situations that I am all about.
0: <laughs> Heart, you just give him a hug and it changes the map. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we could sit here all day long and come up with cool ideas mm-hmm. on how to make a treasure map a plot hook.
1: So should we move on to question number four? How would you tie some player's backstory together behind the scenes? I mean, I think we've done that, right? If they're a family, I think it becomes then, what is the relationship between these guys and their father? You know, how, how has all that come to be? Did Have they just recently found each other? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think happened there?
0: Yeah, I think that there'd have to be some time of separation and maybe only for one. So if you think that one of the half-orc is super religious upbringing it could be that it's because you and you have a dwarf cleric so it could be that that one brother was with the dwarf cleric father whereas the other one grew up in the sleepy harbor town so like what transpired during that time of separation could be a really big kind of behind the scenes thing that like they don't talk about the time when they were apart
1: yeah, I love that. I think that's great. And then the fact that, you know, the father is a little bit more apathetic and maybe has lost his way is is sort of going through the motions and the ritual of observing a god, but isn't actually maybe his heart isn't in it anymore. But the son still is, you know, maybe there is something that has happened there as well. And maybe the father always wanted to find his bard son, but, you know, the mother of the child wouldn't let that happen or that sort of thing. There could be some great resentment there, especially since the father then went and adopted this halfling. So, you know, there, there could be some real resentment of like, well, why would you go adopt someone when you knew I was out there without a father?
0: Right. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, if we want to go all the way back, that could be it almost starts with the three and then they find the fourth. In, like, session zero or the first session. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that could be really cool. I'm on board, Neil. At the sleepy harbor town that he was from. Mm -hmm. I want to
1: play. I want to play. I am in. Done. (laughs)
0: All right, so number five. Is there anything else we would want to add in?
1: You know, I think here's what I want to add in. Just a little, a little another nugget is that the dwarf dad adopted the halfling After learning about the treasure map on the halfling's back. And so Mm. now it's up to the players to decide, like, is that because the apathetic dwarf is just looking for a retirement fund? Or does he actually care about this kid? You know, and I think you can Mm. create some interesting drama with that, certainly. So uh, that would be the one little nugget I would suggest to the players. Like, hey, what do you think of this?
0: I like it a lot. Would you add anything? I mean, the rest of the dwarf background is he's from a camp of army followers i'm trying to think of like apathetic grizzled old dwarf and he just makes me so happy (laughs) of just like a character that would get played in any game (laughs) so i i don't think i'd Mm -hmm. add anything but i think i'd just really play up those aspects of the character just to make for some really fun rp moments
1: Definitely. Well, and I think you've got some great moments where, like, if he grew up in an army camp and two of these other adventurers grew up alongside him, like, do they have other parents, right? Parents in quotation marks Mm -hmm. who have helped take care of them in the it takes a village sort of tradition of child rearing, which could be really cool if they have like this big military background and then our bard, who is already out of place as a half-orc bard, is even more out of place then, and that helps play up that that drama and that sort of tension between them and the other characters, but they're still in a world where they all need each other, and through that they all care about each other.
0: Definitely. And so the final thing I'll add is one of the best character prompts from the list. Egotistical Tiefling Monk from the Dusty Mountains, who had their lost legs replaced with enchanted wood.
1: <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the character who joins the party when your buddy Frank is like, hey, can I get in on that? Yes. Then, then you got to work them in halfway through, right? That's awesome.
0: Yep. And the enchanted wood magically teleports them back to the, where the wood came from. And so then when Frank doesn't show <laughs> up, you can just say that, oh, no, he disappeared. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> So with that, sir, I say we've done it. We've done it once again.
1: We have. We have. I am swole right now.
0: Definitely. So where could people go to hear you being more swole, talking to amazing people like DM Mitch and DM Neil from the Dungeon Masters block? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they can go
1: to DontSplitThePodcastNetwork.com I am the part owner Of that podcast network with Rudy Basso I host a podcast called Tabletop Babble where we do advice And news and reviews and things like that um, We have great guests like you and Mitch on and then I also Write and produce a podcast called Have Spellbook Will Travel which is a comedic radio play that's all about like an adventuring party and it's starting to heat up. We're getting deep into the storyline now so it's great. Please check that out and there's tons of other awesome podcasts there as well. We have a podcast called Venture Maidens that's an all female actual play podcast. We have a podcast called Game O'Clock that's all about video games. The one and only Mike Shea of Sly Flourish hosts a podcast called The DM's Deep Dive uh, where he does a super deep dive into one particular topic not unlike Dungeon Master's block mm-hmm. and so yeah that is uh that's what we got going on over there that network and then I uh, I have a blog where I write about 5th edition stuff it's called World Builder Blog at worldbuilderblog.me so check it out
0: or worldbuilderblog.com the any award-winning blog sir don't don't leave <laughs> that off Let people know. (laughs) Yes.
1: The the current reigning any blog champion will say until I am inevitably dethroned uh, in uh, in this summer. Uh, So
0: but uh, possibly in a few months
1: possibly in a few months right right exactly so there you go so yeah that is where i am where can people find you dungeon master neil
0: well if you wanted to you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com and if you wanted to follow us on twitter you could do so at dmnastics all lowercase all one word where you can catch all of our daily dmnastics and if for everything else on the network you can always go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Above all of that, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as all of the other conversations being had.
1: That's right, Neil, right? We want people to uh, head on over there to dungeonmastersblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand Just watch out for the guns, they'll get you.